Hello, lovely people. This is Tarek from the future uh, coming in with at the top with a message uh, a full two months after we recorded this episode of the podcast to let you know this was the first time we recorded this episode uh, remotely. So there were some teething issues. Naturally, Zoom decided to not be very nice to us and uh, just cause some issues. Um, so also, like, there's a point where I sound like Optimus Prime. So I'm sorry, there's some some technical difficulties where my mic just sounds really robotic at about the 58 minute mark if you get really just not happy about audio quality people sounding like robots feel free to just just hit pause stop that podcast at 58 minutes and just carry on because to be honest with you I was just wrapping it up there I didn't really say anything of import um other than that hope you're all well Have a good one and enjoy the episode. Most of it's pretty good. Hello and welcome to The Movie Brew, a podcast about films. I can't say British films because we haven't done a British film in a long time. And I can't say British filmmakers because we haven't talked about them in a long time. Do you know what? (laughs) Sometimes podcasts are just about movies, guys, and it's fine. It's totally (laughs) fine. (laughs) How are you doing, Lester? I'm joined by you as always. I'm very good. Um, Yeah, I'm not British today either. So, you know, that's just how it is. That's it. Yeah. It's not. It's just not happening. Just, We're, just, yeah, um, there's nothing British about it today. I'm not British. Films aren't British. Well, I mean, come on. Slipping. Life's not British. Yeah. But we're alert. So that's the important thing. Yeah. Can go out if you like, but <laughs> don't go out. Um, so, um, yeah. For those of you tuning in to the, to the podcast for the first time, um, we are abiding by social distancing rules, recording remotely. So we're going to just have a chat about movies and stuff. And uh, hopefully there will be no, no problems in technical quality or anything like that. But I don't know. We'll see. Things will happen. <laughs> Things will happen. Oh, so we got a couple of films we're talking about today, mate. Yes. Uh, a couple of good ones, if I do say so myself. Um, let's talk about... We don't really have much film news because nothing's getting made. We've said this for a couple of weeks now. So, like, we're, we're going to breeze straight past that movie news and go jump straight into film number one, which is uh, Platform. Your suggestion, my friend. Um for this week what do you what do you think about it initial thoughts anything you want to kind of put out there so um the platform is i believe a spanish film uh synopsis is a vertical prism with one cell per level two people per cell one only 
one only food platform and two minutes per day to feed from up to down an endless nightmare trapped in the hole which is almost as good as some of the reviews i usually dig out to be honest that whole sentence there is <laughs> is quite something so it's basically um mm. it's a big old tower and uh, there's this floating platform that goes it starts right at the top and it's like this luxurious banquet of food and as it goes down you know people have taken their their bit of food and you know some people are greedy or whatever and when it gets to the bottom levels there's nothing left um it's a really interesting film it's a very visceral film i really really liked it um it kind of it touches on a lot of like political and philosophical things without taking a side which i really appreciate it just kind of puts it out there um it it very much lets the audience make up their own mind about things um it's and it's a bit of a gritty watch isn't it yeah man i'll uh (laughs) take it from my side from my side of things i um will say i did like i did enjoy this film this was one of our first kind of watches together remotely where we tried to do that whole thing Mm. of like planning to watch a film together at the same time remotely and we're we're still working out the kinks of that whole thing i don't think it detracted from my viewing experience at all but i would suggest and i do think there's certain things i want people to know going in up top that i don't feel like is kind of advertised as much Mm. like you need a strong stomach to really enjoy this film like i'm i'm not really adverse or like have any problems with a gore and stuff but certain things food food is definitely something that makes me feel queasy and uneasy (laughs) people eating stuff in films like things like that i just get like even just talking about it now i just get like a queasy (laughs) like a thing in the back of my throat so if you like me feel a bit weird about food and films then um there's this film is not for you. Did you see what happened? Yeah, yeah. Did you see me just like, not feeling like well almost gag? This. I'm not feeling well about it. This is what's going to happen this entire podcast. I'm just going to start gagging all the time. Jesus. It's amazing. But yeah. So it's just that sort of thing. And just talk and like, and it's, look, it's a great film and I really, really enjoyed it. I just feel like for the people like me that are out there that have this weird reaction to like gross things to do with food and movies like i'm here to tell you this film is not for you yeah there's That's um it. yeah there's a lot of like uh gluttony and kind of people stamping on food and like messy general messiness i guess that i, I suppose would probably i don't know it's kind of it's so i guess it's a kind of almost like a phobia isn't it it's that kind of thing or like, yeah, or it's an irrational, it's an irrational thing. But like, yeah. I just, when someone's like eating a plate of food that I've seen someone else eat, like already. Oh, that's what it is. Oh, okay. Yeah. Oh. It's that, it's the, <laughs> uh, yeah, it's not great. I mean, you're definitely not to, not supposed to feel comfortable watching this film. No. <laughs> so I guess it did its job. <laughs> it did its job. It did its job. But I feel like those things aff- like affect me quite deeply, as you can hear just me- by me talking about it. Yeah. Like they, it's quite a visceral reaction I have to this sort of thing. And I think it's, a, I, I'll be honest with you, I think it's an anxiety thing. Because yeah, possibly. Like, 
I get that. I get that to do with like other situations as well that have got nothing to do with food. Mm. Just like a weird reaction where I just start randomly gagging for no reason. But like it's it's specifically when it, that happens or like when something like that, I feel like you can taste it in the back of your throat. <laughs> There's a lot of imagery like that in this film. Yeah. And I don't want it to, and I don't want it to kind of gross anyone out or, or anything like that. But I just feel like up top best to just kind of tell everyone that's what is in this movie. Cause there is, there is a lot of that in this movie. Mm. That being said, it was a good film. It was a really, really good film. Yeah. And I, I really enjoyed the messages that you were talking about that were in there. I really got what the film was trying to say. And just like you're saying, it poses those questions, but doesn't give you any clear answers. And yeah. that's a really interesting thing to, um, to see. I think that's something that's very lacking at the moment as well. Whenever a film's kind of posing um, like a kind of political issue or whatever, um, one that's not um, as, as clear cut as, as others there does you do kind of seem to get um, you know it's showing it from one side whereas this one just kind of puts points from both sides across and shows you their their flaws and their and their you know their pros and cons and just kind of lets you have a look at it really which I think is really really good um, I, I think we could do with a lot more like that to be honest like the way that everyone's bloody divided at the moment um, I think that would be a lot more helpful to be honest and it also goes into like it's not and it's not an overly political film either so if you hear me saying that and you're like oh I don't really want to watch that um, it's it's not political it's very much it's more of like a kind of surrealist thing but it's got it's story kind of rooted in real world issues it's, it's really cool um, I think a lot of people you know, people who have listened to the podcast in the past kind of know what kind of films I like. And if they kind of gel with, you know, Terry Gilliam and all that kind of stuff, then they'll dead like this, I think. Yeah. It's becoming a, it's becoming a thing when we're talking about films together or with people that have like listened to this podcast, like what is a Lester film? Um, th- <laughs> yeah. it's, it's becoming it's like, specific thing. it's becoming its own. Yeah, it's becoming a like its own adjective yeah. or like thing. Like, oh, that's a Lester film. <laughs> it's its own little corner. It's like, okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's its own it's its own little niche market. Yeah. Uh, to get into the kind of like the behind the sort of um, you know film itself, mm. the people behind it and stuff. Um, it's directed by uh, or oh, bear with me while I butcher this name. Golder Gatzelu Uritia. Uh, I got there. I'm, well, yeah, I, was, well. I was kind of hoping you would do this bit, to be honest. <laughs> uh, and um, yeah, screen, it's written uh, for screen by uh, David DeSola and Pedro Rivero. And I think that I really appreciate this, like a film like this getting made today. Because yeah. if anything, it is completely original. Mm-hmm. And you don't see many many films like this being made with the same sort of message. Um, it reminds me, similar to High Rise, uh, but it also reminded me of certain uh, like certain things that gel with me with a French film that I saw a couple of years back called Raw. I don't know if you ever saw that. No, I haven't seen that. Uh, yeah, well, it's, it's basically about um, it's a lot to do with like vegetarianism and. Um, 
like and and the meat industry and it's about a girl who goes to university who's grew up in a vegetarian family and starts getting an ins- like uncontrollable uh satiation like craving for meat mm. um and that grows and escalates and blah 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 um but yeah so so yeah that i got i got a lot of similar vibes to that sort of thing for me uh i really i really appreciated um couple of things i think the writing was really good but mm. the performances really stood out for me yeah the particularly the guy who plays goring yeah definitely um the guy who plays goring was like is is amazing in this film yeah. i really thought he was great even Masage. yeah um and i thought he was uh i thought he was in, i thought he was i thought he was absolutely awesome like he's just got such a interesting and like captivating face yeah like he yeah, can he just does. be staring yeah. at some like he can just be staring at a cellmate blankly pondering something it's or so expressive looking at look into his book and it's so expressive mm. it's so good um so i thought that was i thought that was done really really well um the plot and the narrative is simple but it gives the space for the theme to really shine yeah yeah yeah, and that's what i really feel is the main kind of shining light of this film it's like the messages behind what it's saying and everything else is kind of simplified and streamlined to to serve that meaning or that question Mm. um so yeah to kind of give a kind of brief overview uh goring is a guy who's been uh volunteered to go into this complex because he uh, has been told if he goes there for a set amount of time, he will earn a diploma. He'll get uh, he'll he'll get some form of like certificate or degree. Uh, so he voluntarily goes into this place where it's kind of like an experiment to see whether they can uh, sufficiently kind of equally divide uh, food between people, whether their greed will take over or not, or whatever. And so he goes in there, but he's people don't go to this place voluntarily. Like people, yeah, are usually, here. yeah. It's well, his first cellmate's like a murderer, and it's it is essentially a prison. But it's also some people choose to go in there, like our protagonists. It's there's a lot of a lot of things in this film which um, there, there's a lot to get your head around in this film. I think I I, I definitely only got about fifty percent of it, but. Um, definitely i'll definitely be watching it a few times i think to pull everything out of there it is it is definitely one of those rewatchability sort of films mm. and if you can stomach it if you can like, and, and the stomach being the 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 operative word in that sentence like if you can really manage that sort of thing then you then you'll be fine like and yeah. you'll have a really good time but uh i'm just wary of that sort of thing is not for everybody so just wanted to warn them of that up top but I mean, yeah. I enjoyed the film. I thought it was good. Yeah, I had to take a breather a couple of times, <laughs> but other than that, all good, all good well, in the head. Also, we should um, we should point out uh, it's on Netflix, so you know if you have a Netflix account, you don't really have a lot to lose by giving it a go. Um, so definitely, definitely true. give it a look. Um, and if you can't stand subtitles, there's a dubbed version. So yeah, I'm I'm a I'm a heathen. I'm a dubbed kind of guy. Uh, you don't like the subtitles no i because i like to look at the scenes that are being shot instead of reading stuff you know what i mean so i like to just hear the dialogue and then 
take in everything that, that the eyes are supposed to take in if you can speak, you know, Spanish in this instance or whatever. Um, yeah. I do the same thing for like, actually, yeah, I was, I was going to say I do the same thing for like Korean films and stuff because I really like Korean films. But this this kind of reminds me, it's got those kind of same sort of styles as a Korean type film as well, I think. Like if you're into that kind of thing, if you're into like old boy or whatever, this is this is pretty, pretty good... Um, pretty pretty similar like if you like all that kind of stuff but with a bit of a sci-fi kind of weird absurdist twist this is gonna be good for you Mm. yeah i can really see those comparisons working out quite well so um yeah it's it's an interesting take on it Mm. uh to say least is there anything you else you want to kind of like bring out to the forefront i mean like we're kind of diving into spoiler territory here but i just want to know if there's anything you want to kind of let people know i'll just discuss a little bit further yeah i mean i don't don't particularly want to do any spoilery stuff with this because it's you know it's come out pretty recently and i think i i'd like people to go and watch it because i think it it deserves to be watched and it's um it's a low budget film and it'd be nice like the more people that watch it the better because i think this director should be making some more films because i really liked it um but the one thing that stood out for me is um it was kind of a bit reminiscent of some like awesome wells style of directing it seems like that's might be an influence for the director um which is really cool because it had that kind of weird um it's strange like it had a, like an almost like a film noir kind of vibe of like how it was giving you the story throughout it was like kind of you know feeding you little bits um I, I really enjoyed that and what i found most interesting about this film actually is something that you don't see in films a lot it's more something that you would see in um literature and it's a very like franz kafka style thing of having your main character be basically a blank canvas that is just there to kind of guide the reader or watcher in this case through this world and through the situations and scenarios that occur and i think that's that's not an easy thing to do in a film but i think um it pulls off very well and i'd i'd, I'd put most of that credit down to um ivan masag who plays goring the main guy in it um i think he does a great job at um kind of giving the viewer enough enough kind of emotive reactions to to hold on and know what's going on throughout it but not really like the character isn't very fleshed out but that's on purpose and i just found that really interesting you you just don't see that a lot outside of of kind of more kind of philosophical books and stuff yeah totally like using using a character as an audience surrogate that we Mm. experience everything with and is asking everything that we're feeling the questions that we're feeling as the audience is a is a tried and tested tool in filmmaking but it's rarely done this way where it's like the the main character is the person that is asking these questions of a complete uh system that is just completely like just completely out of his um out of his depth and out of his out of his thing like i'm thinking of like weirdly it makes me think of like fish out of water stories or whatever where some someone's taken from their place and just thrown into another completely different uh kind of realm or whatever yeah and we we experience we experience that with them and it is kind of like that without any of the humor or any any of that it is (laughs) yeah it is just uh it is just philosophical and like asking these questions um and it's yeah it's compelling it's definitely compelling to watch and like when you say blank canvas like i get what you're saying but i think 
what the actor does with that still makes it the fact that you can still hold our attention and make that really captivating um without with what he's given is uh is really good yeah and yeah that's yeah that's what i was trying to um that's that's exactly what i was trying to say yeah i just i just think he did a great job of that because you know if you think about think about like kind of being an actor and be like oh okay i'm just kind of you know a lens for the audience to see through that's that's not easy to do <laughs> you know and i think he did a really good job of that so i just wanted to yeah. kind of point that out and um yeah it's it's just it's not a normal thing like there's there's not a lot of backstory for this guy um there's not really a lot of you know he doesn't you, you don't really learn about his dreams or aspirations all you know is you know he's gone in here to get some sort of degree or qualification at the end of it um which is very obtuse and abstract anyway um and that, yeah i just like it just kind of every scene that goes through it's kind of throwing a new idea or a new theme or a new question at you and i just i just really enjoyed the whole thing it kept my attention the whole way like i said every scene it was making me think about something completely different and then sort of at the end you can kind of piece those bits together um yeah just really really liked it i yeah without kind of putting any spoilers across i just i think it's really really worth a watch and it's on netflix so just go and watch it it's not costing you anything yeah do it um is there anything you want to talk about in terms of the messages behind this film the questions that it's asking of the themes or anything that kind of stuck out to you that you feel like you wanted to like even just like dip your toe into in this in this kind of discussion yeah. about it i mean i can get into some of them but the the main theme of it i'm don't think i can talk about without giving the ending away which i don't really want to do but um i'll skirt okay. around that and give some other things so obviously the um the food on this platform that goes down the tower is obviously symbolic of um is i mean it's at the start it's very symbolic of like kind of capitalist greed and stuff um and then it kind of it kind of flips on that and another character kind of introduces the idea of a, of a certain kind of like communism or socialism to it as well and they try to implement that and then it kind of points out the flaws in that as well um which i i just i just really appreciated that to be honest like you know there's there's no there's it's all a gray area and i just really appreciate that instead of having um a film just go this is the right way this is the way the world should be i know more than you because i make films you know what i mean i think this yeah. was just really it didn't it didn't insult the audience's intelligence at all um and i, I just really really liked it. It, it and it went on to you know it touches on those political things but it also touches on um possibly a kind of a kind of uh a dogmatic approach to things with some of the scenes going on. Um, again, not without saying too much about it, but there's kind of hints at um, maybe like an, an omnipotent being happening there. There's hints mm -hmm. at kind of struggling. A messiah complex type thing. And a, yeah, like there's a also a messiah. That's a good point as well. Yeah, there's also a messiah complex going on. Definitely. I mean, certainly through the kind of, the second half of the film that that definitely ramps up doesn't it um yeah and i think and it's funny because we watched it and again i, I, I don't want to spoil the ending so I, but i thought it was really interesting that after watching this we had a little talk about it straight after and we both got very different messages from the ending which i found very very interesting and um yeah 
it was just because I, I, you sort of got a, um, I mean, well, you, you mentioned you, you kind of felt a little let down that there wasn't more exposition about certain aspects of the film. Whereas I found mm. the, the ending kind of more like a, a, um, a hopeful kind of simile, I guess. Um, it's just interesting. Like you can, you can watch, I think you could watch this and it would be a whole different movie depending on your mood and it wouldn't make it better or worse. It would be just as good, but you would get a different thing out of it. It's a really good film to watch with a couple of people and just have a chat about afterwards. Yeah, definitely. Come come out of it and just kind of discuss. It's kind of a shame. This is a film that's available on Netflix to everyone in a way. Like Mm. if this was a theater, like a theater release, like I could see this really as like a theater release where people going out to see this film and then coming out and just like hanging outside the cinema and just yeah. diving into this for a, for an yeah. hour or two. Um, that being said, I mean, none of us are going anywhere anytime soon. So this is <laughs> yeah, a great exactly. film to just like have that time to watch and then yeah. zoom call afterwards to just like dive into <laughs> it about what you wanted, what you thought it was all about. It, um, yeah, I, I enjoyed it. I don't think I got as much out of it as I think you did. And I did, I yeah, was possibly. let down from a couple of, from a couple of, from a couple of things, mm. um, just from a narrative point of view, I feel like I, I wanted, I wanted a bit more law. I wanted a bit more exposition on certain things about, about how the machinations and how this works. Cause I very much understood the metaphor, but I wanted, I wanted an explanation to be there as well. Something that I could latch onto. Um, and just kind of dive deep into a little bit. Um, yeah. But that's the, I mean, that's just me. And I, I, I really, uh, I really did appreciate everything that was going on. Like there was so much going right for this film. The yeah. writing is tight. The, um, this, this, the script is tight. The, um, the performances are really well organized. They're like the, the cinematography is amazing and like doing, Yeah do it you they managed to do a lot between like a vertical mm. concrete building with a hole in the middle um, <laughs> yeah definitely. and like there's a lot of just interesting placements of shots and mm. ways that co- the information is communicated visually that's um that's just done really well um and i really like the aspect of like the first thing that we see in the film being the way the food is prepared and it's almost like a michelin star restaurant yeah yeah it's beautiful and, it's all about a beautiful presentation. Mm. And then the comparison of that to what actually happens in the building is, um, yeah, it's, it's, it's shocking and it's, it's, it's gripping. Yeah. It's, I mean, this film is like, I mean, there's, so there's supposedly 333 levels in this, in this building that um that they're all stuck in and i'd say there's probably just as many levels of metaphor going on in the film that you can pick out from <laughs> um yeah which is i, I mean i yeah I, I really appreciate that and going back to what you said I, th- I think it really is a shame that it can't go out in cinemas at the moment because i don't think this is a film that people would go out to watch because they've seen the trailer for it or whatever but i think it would do one of those things where its popularity would sharply increase after some word of mouth happens about it you know like a few people go and see it and they go oh i just saw this film it was really really crazy really weird maybe think a bit um you should go and watch it and i think you know it would have eventually done quite well um the imdb doesn't have the budget on there but the box office at the moment is just shy of six hundred thousand dollars 
which isn't a lot, but, um, you know, without knowing the budget, I mean, it looked like it was fairly, well, kind of low budget, I suppose. But um, it would probably cost more than six hundred thousand. Yeah, exactly. I'll I think it, it's I'll put it. A couple I'll put it that. Yeah, um, but I mean, it's a Netflix film, so you don't know how much they they shelled out for that and the distribution and stuff. Like, it's weird, isn't it? When there's not box office returns or revenue, yeah. it's difficult to measure success of films that are online. So it's yeah. um it's it's really it's really difficult to to kind of measure that because the Netflix don't release any of their figures or anything no. unless they're boasting about something. Um, so it's really yeah, it's tough. I get, um, the, I get the feeling that um, it might be a movie that was originally intended to go in cinemas, and now all this stuff's happened. They've sold it to Netflix as well. I I think it probably like got picked up in the picked up in distribution like mm. around probably some indie festivals or something some research research is required yeah. to confirm that but um yeah i reckon i reckon that that's the that's the case yeah but um i guess if there's nothing else then we should probably get on to like ratings and stuff this I is suppose we should yeah this is definitely i feel like going to be a shorter podcast episode than most but um, purely just because we don't have any news or much to talk about, and I don't want to spoil this film for anyone. Um, yeah, but yeah. So yeah, do you exactly. want to go? Do you want to go first? Uh, yeah, I can go first. Um, just kind of touching on what you said as well. When because I think you summed it up really well when you said they they do an awful lot with um, you know a concrete building with a thing going through the floors. Um, <laughs> really? I've, Did I describe that well? <laughs> well, no, but I, but I mean, like you, I think you summed up a really good point in the film mm-hmm. where um, it's, it really just uh, like the story is, is so um, concise that it really gives the acting and the behavior of humans um, the center stage to kind of come through. And I think that's, that's what they're trying to get through anyway, you know? Um, it's not, I don't think it's so much about the world building. It's kind of about how people navigate through their own lives as opposed to others, even though we've all been given a, a shit end of the deal. Some maybe yeah. shitter than others, you know? Um, I, I, yeah. Oh God, I really liked it. Right. I'm going to give my review. So, whew, so thinking really really thinking about it um i mean it's it's right up my street it's certainly a leicester film so we know it's going to be in the upper echelons um (laughs) it kind of it it picks on a it hit on a lot of notes that i've been researching myself um recently to write some of my short stories um so i'm Mm -hmm. big into the all the philosophies that it's got through i'm big into the absurdism that it puts through the kafkaesque stuff the it touches on like albert camus stuff um it's also got like a weird like really dark version of gilliam running through it as well and i'm kind of I'm flipping between two you know because i think really i would i'd kind of agree with imdb because at the moment it's rated on imdb about, about seven out of ten Mm. but going with our chart and the descriptions i think i'd like to give it an l gray just because the description for that is thank you l gray very cool instead of a cheeky treat with a bit of spice so i think i'm i think i'm gonna land on an l gray which is our second from the top um 8.52 thank you l gray very cool really really enjoyed it 
right up my alley. Not going to be everyone's cup of tea, <laughs> um, but uh, just just give it a go. It's on Netflix, guys. Give it a go. It's a really good film. Yeah, I uh, agree with what you're saying. This is definitely a Leicester film. Um, yeah. <laughs> that's the only bit I agree with. That's no, for sure. um, I, <laughs> uh, no, I, I think it's, I think it's, uh, I think it's acted pretty well. I think it's written really well. They do a lot with what they're given. Um, mm. I got a lot of different messages out of it than, than you did. And I feel like yeah, that, that was interesting. Really gave for some interesting discussion. Mm. Um, like things, themes and stuff that stuck out to me were a lot about messages and themes and the importance of delivering a message or the importance yeah. of kind of how you present something uh, and imagery being a really big part of uh, being a, p- a big part of kind of the way every, every like everything is uh, told in this film from like drab imagery mm. to like the presentation of food to other imagery in terms of messages to do with the ending that I don't want to spoil. I, like <laughs> you, am torn between two uh, two ratings, uh, but I'm going to go with my gut and what the like like everything. The numbers mean nothing, and it's all about the descriptions of what we it write is. for our ratings. Um, <laughs> so I'm going to go for a chai latte. It is a cheeky treat with a bit of spice. I would say a hell of a lot of spice. Like some yeah. some may choke on the amount of spice that is on this film, but it's got some it's, cayenne in it. It's got some. It's got some pepper. It's got some yeah. smoked paprika on that chili. Ooh. But um, <laughs> but yeah. So it's it's really good. It's a cheeky treat. It's got like it, there are there are bits that are going to clash with a few people. But I've really yeah appreciated the swing and like when mm. when a filmmaker just goes and swings for the fences, like you just got to acknowledge yeah. it a little bit. And this film definitely did that. Uh, so that's a yeah. seven point one chai latte, a cheeky treat with a bit of spice from me uh all in all positives all around double thumbs up from us so i mean can't go wrong definitely i think that's a very a very fair review i thought you were going to give it a little bit lower to be honest um i was tempted i was really tempted yeah i was really Um, tempted uh but but i didn't think it's just good that it's uh like you said it's a film that you can watch we take different things out of it and then it gets it just gets people talking about ideas afterwards I think that's a really yeah. cool thing for a film to be able to do. Like if I'm if I'm being honest with myself, if I was going to give it some sort of numbered rating system, I'd probably mm. be a bit closer to a five or a six. But yeah. I could not agree less with the description that we've written for that. Uh, a green tea, uh, good standard tea, you can drink it anytime. You cannot yeah. drink this film anytime. No. <laughs> Definitely not. <laughs> uh, so yeah, that's that's totally that's totally fair enough for that. Um, yeah, so I guess without further ado, we'll f- move on to the next film. Yeah. The second part of the film series. that you definitely can't drink at any time. Um, this film, <laughs> right, is I'm interested. Yeah. Interested, interested that like we somehow got into the episode with all the peas, right? The platform and oh, primer. Yeah, we did. We're just Very like, good. this is the, the battle of the peas as it were. Yeah. Um, the battle of the, the pea challenge. Yeah. There you go. <laughs> Um, so Primer so I have heard about this film and have wanted to check it out for quite a while now but never really got round to it and thought this opportunity on the podcast when we're trying to think of what to watch would be a good standard because it was kind of in my head what I imagine a perfect candidate for a Leicester film would be Mm. but I feel like 
I feel like you didn't gel with this film, and I'm really interested to hear what you thought about it. I mean, um, it definitely lined up um, outside all night to audition its its cover of "I Can Be Your Hero, Baby" in front of my Simon Cowell of movie judgments. Um, <laughs> it's, it's, you know, it's definitely it's definitely like you said, a perfect candidate for a Lester film. Um, it left me feeling a little bit empty, so we'll get into that. Um, what shall I do? The, I'll do the synopsis first. Um, so it's four friends or fledgling entrepreneurs knowing that there's something bigger and more innovative than the different error-checking devices they've built, uh, wrestle over their new invention. So it's basically, um, I think they're all engineers, aren't they? Um, Basically, these guys stumble across a way to create a time travel machine, and then lots of things ensue. And they're very careful about it at first, and they use it to just kind of like, you know, bet on the stock market and make a bunch of money for their... Because, you know, they're all... Um, not very well off and one of them's got a family that he wants to you know get a bit of money for and stuff um, and then it all it just gets very very complicated for them and it kind of gets very messy uh, that's basically the whole thing um, it's a very I suppose you could say it's kind of like the time travel memento yeah you know that's <laughs> kind of it's um and I, I really, while I, I really enjoyed the way it was shot and what they did with their budget, which was next to nothing, I believe. It was like seven grand or something, wasn't it? Yep, $7,000. Um, yeah, bang on $7,000, which is not a lot to make a film at all. Um, so what they've done with that $7,000 is an incredible achievement. Um, also, like I usually, it's weird because all time travel films you can pick out inconsistencies in their own in their science that they've built into their world you know because that's just how time travel is it's just it's a very difficult thing to write about um this one it's like is airtight it the time travel in it is airtight which is incredible but that comes with its own problems where this film is incredibly complex in its plot and I, I don't think it kind of feeds the enough information to the audience. It kind of does the opposite of the last film, where I said the last film doesn't insult the intelligence's audience. Maybe this film overestimates my intelligence when I'm watching it. <laughs> <laughs> okay, because, um, all right. It's very easy to get lost. Yes, and that's that's totally fair enough. My argument, my counter-argument against your argument would be that it... I feel it's a film that merits and warrants and kind of demands out of its viewers an additional watch once you've mm, once you've yeah, finished yeah, yeah. it. Some films, yeah. you know, you can just get through one and done and then, you know, every other time is just for the pure enjoyment out of it. Other films, you keep coming back and every time you watch it, you find more and new stuff uh, yeah, yeah. that uncovers uh, more layers to it. And I definitely feel like this this film is is one of them. Um, yeah. Shane Carruth, who made this film for, like you say, next to nothing, produced, directed, wrote it all himself. Um, he's an indie, like in the indie film community, a kind of mysterious 
hero came off of the <laughs> map no one knows about him never does any interviews or anything and he just kind of came out of nowhere with this film and then just took Sundance by storm on the year that it just it came out and everyone was just absolutely buzzing about this particular film and the cool thing about this and the thing that's kind of given it it's probably like it's i guess reddit buzz is what i would call it nowadays because like people <laughs> yeah. just like dive it into all the crazy things that are going on this film um <laughs> is that the shane used his experience and knowledge in his maths degree to really work out the science behind the time travel in mm. this to the point where the things that they're talking about and the physics that they're talking about in here um like it makes like mathematical sense to someone not me i mean i don't know yeah oh it went but, over my head completely but like <laughs> people have like made like articles and journals of breaking mm. down the science behind this film because um it's made by some very very clever people and so i i, I really really kind of appreciated that and Similarly to to that, the way that that's been taken, um, that science has been taken into the kind of the the structure of the film itself, the way the plot unfolds, um, and the way the um, the way that the the story is written is actually really like interesting to see unfold because mm. we're watching two people who are playing with a power like who are playing with a ticking time bomb of time right like there is something that is gonna go wrong with this machine and at the same time these two people are not being honest with each other so there's a direct yeah. conflict between the dishonesty between these two friends uh who have built this thing together um so as the as you watch this and as you kind of start processing everything that's going on here you start realizing that you're being shown just enough as a viewer for you to kind of get where the story is going but more viewings may show you more about than than you would expect and it's hard to talk about this a lot just like the other film without giving yeah. out spoilers um you know i mean i didn't even tell you this was a time travel movie that's how that's how much i didn't want to didn't want to spoil <laughs> anything because at the start i do feel like that's that's an element of mystery of like oh what are they building type thing yeah yeah definitely you know? yeah it definitely um, was so yeah but i think um i just really enjoyed it man i thought it was good i wouldn't watch it all the time though i think mm. it's a film you have to be in the right the right mood for it's a heady film. It's very yeah. We're doing two very heady films that begin with P today. Yeah, um, <laughs> heady heady films. This is yeah. the antithesis to like th this film. I would describe as like the antithesis to like the Nolan Bro movie, where like the Nolan Bro is the person that watches Inception like two four times. And it's yeah, just like man, yeah. you just don't understand it. It's too like yeah. it's too much, right? Don't just. Nah, man, he's just blowing your mind. Like, this is an actual film that is, like, has a lot of things going underneath yeah, it. Yeah, this one could actually do that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and it's, like, <laughs> in, in direct contrast where, like, the actual under, like, the actual argument is, like, no, you don't understand. Like, that's yeah. an argument that could actually be used 
for primer in the sense yeah. that's like no I, I i just don't understand i don't know what's going on here i need to kind of revisit this and remerit it mm. um so yeah no I, I i really appreciated the way that it's done and i think i will jump into spoilers a little bit a little bit later on i just feel like there's too much going on here it's, without it's a 16 year old film i think we can do that yeah i think it'll be fine well, all right. The kid can right. see right. ghosts and Bruce Willis is a ghost. That's, <laughs> That's you know, it. It's fine. <laughs> if you're the one person on earth that hasn't seen The Sixth Sense, then we're, we're very sorry. I'm, I'm very not, sorry, Karen. I'm, I'm not <laughs> sorry at all. You should watch Bruce Willis films as soon as they come out. What God damn it, Karen. Um, <laughs> so, um, so yeah. So like, okay, that being said, what do you want to jump into here first? What do you want to talk about? And what's the thing that sticks out to you with this one so so i'll do i'll do a sort of one pro and one con to start with i will say the i really liked the way it was filmed even though you could tell it was done on a very low budget the some of the shots that he uses um there's certain shots the the ones that stick out as you know there's one where he's shooting the guys through a shut garage door and there's like four little windows that's right at the start he does another one where they're in like some sort of lab and they're getting explained something and he does it through again through like a window door thing and it kind of puts a board around it and it looks a bit like kind of like an old photo or something with like a vignette around it um he just he's very good at just finding these shots that just look really really nice like they're not they're not like breathtaking landscape shots or anything. It's just the way that he's thought to position the camera in that scene, I think is very impressive. I think it's just a really, just makes it really pleasant to watch the whole time. I, I messaged you sort of as soon as I put it on, I was like, this is a really pleasant watch, even though they're just like constantly arguing about maths. <laughs> um, but the, about the, my main problem with this film actually is, and I think it might be the main reason why I get a bit lost in it as well, is the soundtrack is way too loud. And it's like the dialogue is really struggling to cut over this, like just it just this like background piano noise, but it's not background. It's, it's the same volume as all the dialogue it's and the exorcist got, theme basically like it's that level yeah, of loud it's so loud <laughs> but like when you've got your two characters talking about maths that most people aren't really sure about anyway and they do explain it and i know they're explaining it because they were making faces to each other which insinuated they were explaining something <laughs> while i listened to this piano music <laughs> and that's and that's i think that the main that's my main problem with this film because that's I'm sure that's why I got lost. And I'm not saying, you know, if there was no music, I would have got it straight away because it's a very difficult, I would still wouldn't have got all of it. But um, the parts where they're exposing certain things, I, I, I mean, I could, I could barely hear them talk just because of the music and stuff. It's just, it just really, it did, it did annoy me after a while because I was trying to concentrate and you've got this thing battling with your ears. Yeah. So, I I get what you, you I get that? I get you I get what you're saying and I appreciate that especially with um it's definitely one of those films where the soundtrack is fairly loud and it's just yeah. cutting in cutting in sometimes um I found it I found it okay I was still kind of 
getting what they were talking about and what they were saying uh, in certain elements, even though that soundtrack was was quite loud. Um, mm. There were elements of this film that really stuck out to me. It's really it's really interesting you mentioned the cinematography and those shots that really stuck out to you. I did get that feeling when they came up, but mm. when I think about this film, it's not that isn't the thing that sticks out to me. It's the ideas behind it and the way that it's executed in such a clean way. Um, and I had to kind of take take some time out of this and just kind of have a think about what what this film was kind of saying because on its first initial watch it's kind of hard to get everything that's happening um because yeah, you're not definitely. being told the whole story you're not being you're only being shown this experience through two different characters and even those two different characters are changing um yeah th- there's and a they're lot withholding information as well they're withholding information but like I mean, so this plane, this naturally, this film plays a lot with time travel. So part of the story here is that these uh, two people invent a, a way to kind of play with time and they're able to kind of go back to the time that they turn these machines on. Like as soon as they turn it on, that's the time that they'll travel back to um, mm. when they when they get to it. So um, when that happens while they're uh while they're in the box for example um there's another version of themselves that's like out in the world they go they take the get back in this they get in the machine they go back to 9 a.m on monday morning or whatever and then they go and they hide out in a hotel or whatever because they don't want to have any effect on that world meanwhile the other versions of them are out and kind of play in the stock market to get some get some money or do what they can at the start. But even that, as I explain that to you in that sort of simple terms, there's another layer to that in the sense that mm-hmm. they're not being honest with each other. So the version of themselves that are coming back, like there is more than one. And yeah. they're playing, uh, they're, they're, you know, manipulating each other. They're being like... You know, it's it's really it's really interesting to see, and it's like there's just a lot. There's a there's a lot, and there've been a couple of films yeah. where we talk where we kind of talk about, and our argument is that this film is good because there's a lot. It's an onion. There's a lot of things, <laughs> <laughs> and I I know that that's a that's a tried and tested argument that we always say, but I really do feel that that um, that explanation applies here. Uh, yeah, for more does. reasons than one this is a really good film to just sit with wash over you and just kind of like take it all in and then mm. afterwards just kind of research the hell out of and just kind of really get into it it's definitely one of those yeah i mean after i watched it i kind of looked up some stuff someone did like a graph of the timeline of it from the I two that. characters that was really really helpful but it also raised more questions for me. <laughs> so um, that was really cool. Cause it's like, Oh, okay. Now I know what's going on. But the thing is, as soon as I watched that and understood the film a little more, I went, Oh, okay. Now I get, I get the main plot of the film now. But on top of that, there's also like two other side plots going on. And I kind of feel like if I have to complete, if I have to do like some real research just to get the main plot of a film, maybe it could do with a couple extra scenes just hit cluing us in a little bit yeah and i feel like and i, I, feel- and I know it's supposed to be difficult to watch and everything I, I like i realize it is and i i 
I will definitely be watching this one again because I, I did enjoy it. Um, but I feel like maybe there's a little bit of a flaw in, in just I, maybe like I could have just done with a little bit, like a tiny bit of spoon feeding every now and then just a little bit, just a little, just a touch, just a touch, just a little bit. Yeah. Um, I, I disagree. I think that this film, um, maybe it's not, it's like this, maybe this film's not going to shine on a first viewing. This is maybe mm. this is a, a film that shines on a second viewing or a third viewing. Um, Did you watch it more than once? I have no. I've just I've just kind of digested it once and then just kind of looked okay. into that sort of thing. I'm interested to go back to it, but I feel like I want to. Um, yeah, I feel like I do want to go back to you it, sit with it for a bit, and just sit with it and just kind of. It yeah. might be a film that just kind of shine on a second or third viewing. Um, yeah, yeah. so I'm interested to see what that what that is like because I know you know not all not all films are like that where they're just gonna you know they're gonna be one and done some films you just <laughs> want to keep coming back to and just kind of get more out of and I feel like definitely. this might this might be one of them oh yeah it's definitely that definitely that um I'd, it'd be quite nice to um when the, when this whole bloody thing's over if we can re-watch this together on the same sofa I think that'd be I think that'd be fun do our second view thing of it together if we yeah if we do a rare like revisit thing yeah um where we just kind of 10 minutes talk about a film we rewatched, um that would be that would be fun this would be a fun film to do it with to see if our opinions change or things change um but i would i would still really recommend this i really really think if you're into sci-fi and like time travel this is definitely one to check out Definitely. I'm not, I'm not bashing it at all. I'm just, it, it's definitely not perfect, but it's the, the time travel writing in it is very near perfect. The way that it presents that to the audience is very imperfect. I would say. Yeah. Fair play. Fair play. That's a fair argument. Um, so with that, I don't feel like there's much else I want to say with this other than my review number. Um, <laughs> Yeah. Can we just talk about one of the side plots? Because it's not really a spoiler bit. But there's the side plot with the guy who brings a gun to a party. And yeah. um when that when they kind of because that kind of happens quite near the end of the film when they where they they get themselves involved with that. And when that happened, I was like, oh okay, this is the whole point now they've started using this to to do this thing that's like okay i'm centered on it now but it was still a side plot and then they went off and did something else again i just um i found i found the ending a little underwhelming because i thought that was and i again i'm putting this under i lost a lot of the dialogue because of the music and especially there's a scene where they're having an argument and not only is there loud music going on but they're standing in the middle of a fountain and the camera is behind the water. (laughs) So all you can hear, even louder than the music, is this water noise of just a fountain gushing out. And I didn't didn't get a bloody word. (laughs) So after that scene, I honestly, I didn't get a single word out of that. I just knew they were shouting because their hands were waving. That's all I knew. Um, So then after that, they go off, I think it's after that, they go off and do the, this kind of, Let's call it a side quest, I suppose. Um, quest. But I thought that was like the. I thought that's what 
I thought they had maybe like agreed to do that and that was their okay their joint I'm, decision and goal now but I'm gonna I'm gonna jump in here because I think that the fact that you missed out on some of the music at certain points uh has kind of uh played with like m- made you miss some key information in the film oh I definitely if, did if you if um if you uh if you had that problem um and definitely in that scene there was a mention of it but earlier on uh when they're in the garage there is a scene where they're talking about um how uh they went to a party the other night and how one of them was a hero and yeah. kind of pu- uh, punched someone punched someone's old boyfriend in the face that story that they're telling to each other at the start is the is them going to the party at the end so when that scene happened towards the end i had it in my head okay this is them repeating this process over and over again to get the result we had at the start of the film right okay cuz i i did um i picked up on them because it's like they're two mates isn't it they walk in and they just kind of mention it but it was such kind of a passing mention that it was only when one of the main characters would go like wait what did you say about that that i even knew what they were talking about yeah so then uh, then after that scene is when they meet up late at night at the fountain place and that whole scene is about one of them berating the other one for using time travel for doing that thing um okay yeah, that so, would have been nice to hear. So yeah, so, <laughs> so it so that whole scene is about like how could you do this whole thing? Like you know that okay. da 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 is for that. So so I I do feel like in this particular instance, the fact that you had some audio issues with your version of that you were watching it, I don't know if it's to do with like the way the music was panned and like settings and stuff. Yeah, but, maybe. Um, I don't know. It was very loud. But it was, but yeah, that's definitely taken away from your experience of it. So I really yeah, feel really like good. just for that point alone that you've just said that, this merits another watch for us together once this whole thing is mm. over. I mean, I, I definitely want to watch it again anyway. I think it'd be a good laugh to watch it together and we can kind of piece some more bits of it together. Um, I think that'd be really good. So I think when I give my my rating for it, that will have scope to rise on more viewings, I think. We'll give it a range uh, from two. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I might, yeah, I think I will do that, actually. I think that'd be good. Um, so with me, I'm gonna, again, uh, go standard third from the top chai latte cheeky treat with a bit of spice. Uh, Mm. I, I thought this had some really cool ideas behind it. It's by no means, I think a perfect film. I don't think it's for everyone. I think both of these films, you could say that about both of them. Um, definitely. I do think that it is an acquired taste, but if you're into sci-fi, if you're into the whole time travel sort of thing and you want to see, this done well for whatever sort of inspiration or whatever sort of thing you're doing then Mm. yeah check it out it's good it's uh definitely a positive from me cool um yeah see for me see this is the thing right because i mean I've, i've just mentioned like all the problems i had with the film so i won't you know go over them again but that's affecting the score of it and i i want to give this a high score just because the way that time travel is used so well in this film. I mean, I don't think I've seen a film that's written time travel better than this one. It's, it's really, it's really kind of, you can tell that he's, he's gone through this film. He's found all the loopholes in the time travel. He's fixed them before even going anywhere near a camera. You know, he's really kind of sorted all that out 
straight away, which I think is great. Um, really impressed with what they've done with the budget. Really impressed with that. Um, but I, do you know what? I would love them. I know it's not going to happen because it's such a low budget film, but if they just did a remaster where they just turned the bloody music down a little bit, <laughs> it'd, it'd get a much higher score for me because I would know what's going on a bit more. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, really, like, usually I'd get, I'd probably give this like a middling kind of score, but on our scoreboard, the middle score is a good standard tea. You can drink at any time. You can't drink this tea at any time. You just have the same problem. You got to pay attention. I had platform. This is the exact problem I had. Yeah, yeah, yeah <laughs> literally. Yeah. It's, um, you know, you've, you've got to be in the mood for it and you have to pay attention to it. And if you do those things it will pay off and it will be really good. And I am definitely going to watch it again because I think now I get the basic structure of it after having to research it after the film, which I don't think you should really have to do to enjoy a film, but you know, Hey ho, um, I think I will enjoy it on a second viewing. So I'm going to give it the one below our middling view for now with scope to move up to, I'd say tops. I'd say the max I'd give it would be like a seven, around a seven. But for now, it's going to be a white tea. Never tried it, but here it's nice. And I think that kind of goes for a fair few people um, with this film. And if you haven't seen it, definitely give it a watch. Um, maybe re- maybe do a bit of research yeah. on the... Find some like non-spoiler timeline <laughs> research before going in if you can if that even exists I, it probably Optimus doesn't Optimus Prime but experience if you can get something like that just to prime you for Primer <laughs> um, um, which I watched on Amazon um, Prime sorry I just had to that was probably it can, veering you know, that a little might, like couple steps into dad joke territory that was real watch, bad but, sorry about yeah, def- that definitely give it a go but um, yes yeah, exactly, no, I, I, totally, yeah. I totally agree with, um, <laughs> with that I think this, there is scope for this film to uh, be better on a second viewing so I think um, there's a lot more <laughs> And I'm glad that we talked about these ones. And we'll give it a go. <laughs> we'll let you know we don't have any plans of what we're going to do next for the next episode. But we'll keep you guys posted. If you agree or disagree with our takes, by all means, get in touch. Let us know. Um, and if there's films you want us to check out, like we're all not doing anything and just checking stuff out on the internet. So just throw some shout-outs. So let us know. Uh, I might briefly for the next episode talk about... Um, how to do a little segment about Emily's first Star Wars experience because I'm taking her through Star Wars at the moment, um, which is a really interesting thing. Yeah, so we'll, I'll give you give you guys an update on how that's going. We're currently working our way through to the Last Jedi, no, the last uh, the Return of the Jedi, and then we're going to do the pre, the Last Adventure is the one I was yeah. talking about. Yeah, and then we're going to do the prequels. <laughs> then we're going to do some other ones before we jump into the, the new films. But it'll be it'll be interesting to say the least. So I think we'll have a good good little section for that next week. Oh yeah, yeah, that'll be a good, good section. All right, guys, well, have a yeah. good one wherever you guys are, and we shall catch you on the next episode of the Movie Proof.